0: Support for this episode of the SP Streamer podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers you precision engineered tools for all your grooming needs. Take the just released new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof, cordless, with a battery that lasts up to 90 minutes. I mean, 90 minutes is a super long time, but by all means, go for it if that's what you desire. Go from the Bush Leagues to the Big Leagues with 20% off and free shipping with the code SPStreamer at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com with the code SPStreamer. welcome back to the sp streamer podcast doug ishikawa here alongside a scholar of the streaming pitcher mr michael simeon and a very special guest that we will get to in just a little bit michael first and foremost how you doing my friend it's been a while so i
1: i want to say this as not not as creepy as possible but doug uh, i missed your voice
0: i have you to that is the sweetest thing it's right? been what it's been like a month right It's been a month, you know, I I, I know, I know that we we have to get to our wonderful guests and it's been a while, but that made me feel so much better. (laughs) That's what I'm
1: here for, to boost your uh, ego a little bit, you
0: know? Yeah, I mean, no, no creepiness aside, you know, my heart threw a (laughs) Grinch like three sizes. The feeling is mutual. I do have missed the daily combos that we used to have talking with On the Bump. It's wonderful that our friendship is about as tight as Walker Bueller's pants. How about that, Michael? Were you a big fan of that the other day?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean.
0: You know, his butt looked really good, so. Oh, okay. Well, now you're getting super (laughs) creepy. Very, very creepy. But nevertheless, great to be back at it with you. SP Streamer Nation came a-calling. Their desire for the sweet sounds of our voices and advice echoed so loudly that it gave us no choice but to drop a pod for our loyal listeners. So here we are, and we got to give the people what they want. And so our plan tonight is to dive into a way, 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 way too early look <laughs> at the top 10 starting pitchers for next year. To help us do that, we are absolutely delighted to bring on the host of SB Nation's The Red Seat Podcast. He's also a member of the 5 uh, Tool podcast at Fantrax and of the Dynasty Child Podcast at the Dynasty Guru. Pretty much if you listen to a fantasy baseball podcast, he's hosting one of them. You can catch all his work at OverTheMonster.com and you should be definitely following him on Twitter at DevJake. As he's one of the best fantasy analysts and podcast hosts out there, let's welcome to the show, Mr. Jake Devereaux. Welcome,
2: Jake. How you doing today? I'm great, guys. Uh, that was that was quite an intro, right there. I, I think I need to hire you two to be my hype man. That was, <laughs> that was like the best intro I've ever gotten. The best well, thing shoot. about it
1: is every time, Doug, every time we have a guest, they say the same exact thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, like, I, I mean,
1: with the intro. <laughs>
0: I screwed up a little bit there, but you know what? If you want us to come uh, be your hype man, (laughs) like we will definitely do that. We are, we are looking for any loose change thrown our way. So thank you very much for that. And thank (laughs) you for being here tonight, Jake. I know that we, we kind of had you on um, before and we had to kind of reschedule due due, to some circumstances here, here, but we're glad to have you on tonight. And guys, we're here because of the great Justin Mason. Uh, he's from Fantasy Benefits, if you don't know, Fangrass and creator of TGFBI. It's like TGIF without Urkel, but he organized the two early mock drafts for the fantasy community. Yours truly, Doug Ishikawa, has been skewing the data with absolutely horrible picks, just doing a bang-up <laughs> job of not doing very well with that. But Samada then took the data and assembled the ADP that we will be discussing tonight. Both of you gentlemen were given homework, And since Michael turned his in late, Jake, let's start with you. I asked you guys to make up your own top 10 lists of arms for next year. And, guys, if we're taking a look at the ADP for right now for starting pitching from the two early mock drafts, number one out of the shoot is Mr. Jacob DeGrom, which will make Michael smile as a Mets fan, followed by Shane Bieber at two, Garrett Cole in the top three. And then it gets kind of different here. We have Trevor Bauer, number four. You Darvish, a five. Lucas G. Lidl at six. Max Scherzer at seven. Eight is Aaron Nola. Nine, Luis Castillo. And ten, rounding out, is Mr. Tight Pants himself, Mr. Walker Bueller. Jake, take me through your top ten. Drop the knowledge on us. Who you got in 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 uh, one through ten for you?
2: Yeah, so at number one, I have Shane Bieber, actually differentiating a little bit from what everybody else has with Jacob Degrom. Um, at number two, I've got Degrom. Grom. Uh, number three, I have Garrett Cole. At number four, I have Lucas Giolito. Um, number five, I have Yu Darvish, which has been kind of interesting to see him materialize as a universal top five uh, starting pitcher. Um, that's been really cool. Um, Aaron Nola at number six, Trevor Bauer at number seven, Luis Castillo at number eight, Max Scherzer at number nine. And then Brandon Woodruff uh, down at number 10, which I think is kind of maybe where I differentiate the most from people. That's kind of the one that I've been stumping for there. But um, just starting at the top, I mean, Bieber over DeGrom for me uh, just simply comes down to if I'm going to be investing in a pitcher that high mm-hmm. And both of these guys have been going within, you know, like the top 10 picks, if I recall correctly, I think um Yeah, Bieber has been going with an ADP of nine, Jacob deGrom with an ADP of seven. Um, I want safety, absolute safety. And I think that Shane Bieber right now, um, over the last two seasons, 2019, 2020, he's led baseball in innings. Um, He's in his mid-20s. Jacob deGrom, as much as I love him, and I actually think he has better stuff than Shane Bieber. And I I don't know if it's that close. Um, You know, he's in his early 30s, and um, he's throwing 100 regularly now, and that kind of scares the hell out of me. So as good as this stuff is, uh, that's the reason for the choice at the top.
0: Michael, take me through your top 10. We'll get into the top three, and uh, you you can dive into that as well. But who do you have? How does it, uh, you know, change it up 1 through 10 for you?
1: Uh, So number one, I have DeGrom, obviously. Because I'm a Mets fan. Uh, no, no, the right there. Number two, I got Cole, three, I have Bieber. So it's kind of funny. All me, Jake, and the uh, two early mocks, all different top three. Uh, Luis Castillo, Aaron Nola, uh, six to Scherzer, seven Bauer, eight Yolito, nine Darvish, ten Bueller. Uh, as far as the top three go, um, I get the argument with DeGrom, especially because he's been having some injuries here and there. I just personally think he has the highest floor still, and I get the whole age thing, especially because he's throwing so hard right now. Uh, but I feel like people kind of forget that he's like a really young arm. He has a really young arm for, a, I think Jake said he was 32. I don't know off the top of my head. And uh, he came up late. He obviously hadn't really pitched in the playoffs because the Mets are terrible. Um, So I feel like that arm isn't as old as, you know, what his age says, which is like kind of opposite of Bumgarner where I feel like his arm is really old, even though he's only like, I don't know, 28, 29, whatever he is. Um, So I don't know if it's just me being a little bit of a homer, but also, I mean, DeGrom has been the most consistent, so I just can't knock him off one yet. And then Colin Bieber, I feel like you could flip flop. Um, You know, what Jake brought up about Bieber just – you know, saying that he's been solid for two years, but so was Cole. I mean, Cole still had a good year, just wasn't phenomenal. Like, you know, I guess everyone was hoping they would get, but, um, you know, he was in a new ballpark, obviously adjustments occur and, um, you know, shortened season throws everybody off too. So I just feel like I got to stick with the ground Cole first and then I'd be for third.
0: Yeah, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but did Rob Manfred, did he talk about next year taking away the DH from the NL? Do you guys yeah. know if that's something that's Yeah, he said play. as
1: of right now, there is no DH.
0: So, Jake, in your eyes, looking at that and getting that information, does that maybe bump up an NL pitcher over an AL pitcher just because they're not facing that extra
2: batter there? Yeah, it definitely could. Um, you know, Specifically looking at the middle of my ranks with um, guys like Nola and Darvish, um, we obviously we don't know where Bauer's going to land yet, but yeah, those guys could potentially get the bump over a guy like Giolito. Um, and, and it makes it harder uh, to knock DeGrom off the one spot, even with as good as Bieber has been. Um, you know, that top three is just so rock solid, man. Any order you want to take those three in, I don't think I could fault you for it. It's pretty much... We're just That's nitpicking like, at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Like you end up with any of those three, you're you're pretty stoked. So lo- then, looking at the top four, okay. So the two early
0: mocks, the ADP lists Trevor Bauer as the fourth ranked picker- pitcher. You both have him listed as the 7th range 7th uh, ranked pitcher. Oh my gosh, I'm having Michael it's been a while since. It's been way too here. long
1: for you, man. And I am
0: Rusty <laughs> Jake. You lost it all. <laughs> Use me for all my, the good stuff. It's all terrible downhill
2: from here. But Jake, <laughs> where's the love for Bauer? Yeah, I think the love for Bauer is going to have to come with a uh, a full season of just rock solid consistency. Um, I believe in everything that he did this year. Um, all the metrics back it up. His pitches got better across the board. Um, he's solid, and, and he threw 73 innings this year, which is amazing, considering you know, he made two fewer starts than a guy like uh, Brendan Woodruff did this year, and they threw the same amount of innings. So he was a horse, but the thing is that with Bauer, it's sort of trick-or-treat. Um, 2015, 2016, 2017, ERA in the fours drops down to two two uh, 2.21 in 2018, and then a 4.48 in 2019. I don't know what Bauer is. And when I'm taking a picture within my top 10, I need to be 100% sure um, who this dude is. And with Bauer, I don't know, man. Is he using some sticky stuff to get that fastball what it was this year? I have no clue. Um, but – I just need to see it over 200 innings from him um, to to be sure that the 2020 and the 2018 guy is who he is. Um, so I won't be paying that surefire ace tax for a guy like Bauer. He's just a, it's just a little too rich for me. So
0: then, what makes it so different for you? For you know, as you're looking at your top 10 list, there you slotted in Lucas Giolito as your fourth-ranked pitcher. Michael, we'll get to you because we all know your love for Luis Castillo is very well documented. I will give you 20 minutes to talk about how much <laughs> you yeah. love him. But Jake, why
2: Why Lucas Giolito then? Um, so Giolito's just kind of got it going on over the last two seasons. Uh, he's been working his ERA down. It was 3.41 uh, 2019, 3.48 this year. But he actually pitched better than I think his numbers indicate. And, and when you look at um, how his stuff took a step forward. You know, the fastball took a step forward in swinging strike rate and whiff rate. Um, the changeup, which has always been one of his best pitches, uh, took a step forward in both of those categories. Um, and then the slider, which is really a devastating out pitch for him, um, 22% swinging strike rate on that. Um, that took a step forward as well. I uh, did get hit a little bit hard at times this year, so that was a little bit worrisome, but – That's something that I feel would even out over time. But overall, what we've seen from Lucas Giolito over the last couple of years is a guy that he's now going regularly over six innings pitched. Um, He's got three weapons with which to attack you, including a primary offering that he locates well in the zone. If I'm nitpicking on Giolito, I kind of want to see him get ahead of batters a little bit more. I'd like to see his first pitch strike rate um, go up a little bit, but like 18.5% swinging strike rate. Uh, on a starting pitcher with that many weapons, it's just hard to to not love that right now. So I, I just think we're going to continue to see growth from him. Michael, now it's
0: your time to shine because <laughs> we all know you love Luis Castillo, probably like equivalent to like Max Muncie loving the flight of his home run ball. So <laughs> even with Castillo's up and down season, what makes you still believe that he's a top four caliber starting pitcher? Yeah, so, I mean, this is
1: kind of hard for me. I, I I think I actually took him the earliest than anyone did in the early mocks. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's hard to tell because, honestly, a lot of it kind of relies on the defense. Um, i watched him pitch a lot of games, and there were so many times where it was just like a routine ground ball, like into, you know, where the – like second baseman got it into like the shallow outfield and like just didn't throw the guy out and like just a lot of crappy defense. And that proved, you know, and early on in the first month that showed that because he had like a four something year a and the, um, the FIP was way lower and all that good stuff. So, I mean, I definitely think that defense needs to improve behind him, especially because he, which is, which is one of the reasons why I love him is, He's such a good strikeout pitcher, but he also produces a lot of ground balls. Um, so he needs a solid defense behind him. So I think that first has to happen, and hoping that that does happen, I really think that he'll get a nice boost from that. Then also in the second, uh, I, I want to say second half, even though it's such a short season, and the I guess the uh, last month of um, the season, he started to move to towards his sinker over his uh, four seam or I guess his two, you know, sinker two seam, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that resulted in 2.20 ERA, 2.1 FIP, and a 60.8 ground ball rate, which is just ridiculous. Um, and I think he could do, you know, if the season was continuing, he could have continued doing that and trending, you know, causes ERA trending down. And uh, I really just think he could potentially be a, uh, like, mid-2 ERA pitcher with a high K rate, and his strikeout rate went up this year. You wanted that walk rate to go down, which it did. It went from 10.1 to two, uh, 8.2. So he basically did everything I wanted to see in taking a step forward to becoming like, you know, an elite, a really like elite starter. So that's why I have him ranked so high. Um, Again, the defense needs to come. I still want the walks to drop a little bit, Um, but everything else there is just elite amongst, you know, um, the other starters. So I just, you know, uh, like you say, I kind of have like a love for him. So he's going to be stuck at four for me.
0: (laughs) for next year yeah bottom line uh top three you can you can't go wrong the grom beaver Cole, whatever order you want to put them in sounds good jake has lucas Giulio at four and michael has Luis castillo at four so let's move on to a segment i like to call the climb it is absolutely named after the miley cyrus classic hit <laughs> but that's neither here nor there right now if you guys want to sing it as a trio we could totally do that a little bit later but let's get who we think in the bottom five has the best chance of climbing. Did you like how I did that, Michael? Climbing yeah, into the I top five <laughs> based on what we've seen with the early mocks ADP. So, guys, I'm casting both Giolito and Castillo out of this equation. We can't go with them right now. Okay. So, all of the four names left, which is Max Scherzer, Aaron Nola, Luis Castillo, and Walker Bueller for those keeping track. You at home. And you know what?
1: what would
0: probably make this easier is that when we drop this podcast, We'll drop Michael's list, and we'll drop Jake's list as well. But who do we like the most for 2021 in the, in that group of four? Jake, do you want to start us off?
2: Sure. Um, I think that I'm going to go with uh, old tight pants, uh, Walker Bueller. Um, <laughs> took my pick. <laughs> yeah. So leaving him off my top 10 was one of the hardest things uh, when making this list. But w- what it came down to wasn't anything to do with talent. It's just been the inconsistency that we've seen from Bueller over the years. But if you had to ask me, you know, which pitcher in baseball or which couple of pitchers that I'd want to kind of start uh, with that skill set, it would be Bueller and it would be that absolutely electric fastball that he has. Um, If Bueller can put it together for a full season, um, not deal with any blister issues or anything like that, that's going to get in his way. I could see him returning top three pitcher value. I I think this stuff is good enough for him to enter into that conversation with DeGrom, Bieber, and Cole. Um, Absolutely. Michael? Yeah, I mean,
1: I agree. Um, You stole my pick. I was going to take (laughs) – I I mean, he's the obvious choice here. Uh, Bueller's great. Um, You know, I think a lot of people are going to kind of shy away from him because of the bad start. Uh, early on. But it was really because, I mean, I know he had a blister issue. He admitted to being a slow starter. So I really think that the shortened season just really kind of messed with him. And uh, everything is still there. I mean, his fastball was still phenomenal. He didn't allow a single home run on it all year. And um, I just think, you know, coming into this shortened season, I really thought that he was going to be the one pitcher to potentially take a step up into you know the grom cold here that ended up being bieber but i still think bueller can do it and um i know some people are worried about the innings but he's getting a ton of throws in for you know the playoffs and world series so again i, I know the dodgers do limit their pitchers but i feel like still even if he only puts up 100 innings i feel like they're just going to be phenomenal so i easily think bueller could
0: go top five so if we were kind of look to flip it here, Michael, in your opinion, who then faces that uphill battle? Who loses and drops from the top five to just outside the top 10? So between pitchers like Jacob deGrom, Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, and my hashtag hair goal Muse, you Darvish, who cannot get past that mountain in your opinion?
1: Uh, this is a hard one for me. I I know Jake talked about Bauer a little bit, and I mean we both have him low. And my main concern with him is, um, you know, I I feel like he had to have used some kind of sticky substance for that fastball because the way it increased in vertical movement was basically like inhumane. <laughs> I mean, unhuman, however you <laughs> want. And, um, you know, it just – and that was my main worry for me. And he has such a, uh, I guess, um, fast difference in performances in the past couple of years. And I feel like he could certainly come down, but with all that said, I'm actually just going to lean Darvish here. I mean, we're looking at not even really, or I guess if that a half a season of, you know, being an elite pitcher, and it's because that Walker he was down and he kept it down, which is great. The commands there um, you know, obviously is a really deep arsenal, but I'm more so still afraid of the injury history. You know, we got to, we can't forget how many years it took him to really come back and pitch for an entire season. Uh, So I feel like the injury risk is still there and I feel like he in the top five has the highest, you know, uh, risk of getting hurt and missing significant time.
0: Jake, what do you think? Do you agree with Michael? I mean, you Darvish, we've always talked about his hair on this podcast. (laughs) Yes, beautiful flowing hair. It is beautiful and it is flowing. But uh, do you agree with Michael or do you are you uh, agreeing to disagree here?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I I think what Michael says are are all valid concerns about you, Darvish based on his health. Um, Stuff-wise, everything there is just – it's video game numbers Um, across the board. The arsenal, I'd be hard-pressed to find somebody with a better arsenal than you, Darvish. I love the guy. Hope he stays healthy, uh, so I won't pick him here. I will go back to the well with uh, Trevor Bauer. I just think the variance that we've seen throughout his career – He's the more likely person. Um, The nice thing about Bauer, I think, is if you draft him, you're going to get 200 innings because the guy, for all the weird drills that he does, they're actually super effective and he (laughs) doesn't get injured ever. Um, But, yeah, I I think that Darvish is more likely to maintain a high level of performance, could be undone by injury. Bauer is more likely to maintain his healthy status but be undone by an inconsistent repertoire. Mm -hmm. So I got – sorry, Doug, I'm going to interrupt you here.
1: I got two quick questions for Jake. Um, one, if Bauer does get a team to sign him and agree to pitching every four days, Jake, where do you think you'd put him?
2: Oh, man. Uh, so how many extra starts would that be over the course of the year? Like probably six, seven, like that? E- yeah, I'd say about – yeah. Yeah, Maybe even more. Um, Yeah. I think – I'd have to put him in the top five easily. I yeah, maybe I, four. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. I'd be
1: almost tempted to like take him one at that point.
2: <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's you could make an crazy. argument for Think it. Think
1: about it. He's he could he basically be putting up like what two hundred fifty innings <laughs> easily. Yeah, work. So even if he doesn't even pitch that well, then the counting stats are going to rack up with the K's, you know, um, which makes him really valuable. And uh, so I wanted your opinion on that. And my second question for you is because you have Woodruff at ten. I love Woodruff, and I thought I was going to be really high on him, but I guess I was yeah. mistaken uh, because I'm at fifteen, and I think other people have, even have him higher than me as well. Um, what makes you like Woodruff so much, especially you know over say like um, you know like a Bueller, Kershaw, Flyer?
2: Well, I think it kind of starts with just um, his build. He he has that traditional. Starting pitcher build, he, he goes deep into games. We saw it this year. He threw 73 innings pitched. Um, he maintained his fastball velocity throughout all these starts. The 4CM fastball, which is his primary offering, is uh, a true out pitch for him. It's not quite Bueller level, but it's one of the best fastballs in the game um and in addition to that he has a sinker which can get him ground balls whenever he wants he's got a couple of out pitches as well in the form of a couple breaking balls he and he gets ahead of batters super quickly um that zone percentage for him called strike percentage everything's kind of working for 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 uh, brandon woodruff and i do think that Next year, he's going to be one of the few guys that gets that 200 innings pitched level. So there's just not a lot of holes. When I look at Brandon Woodruff, I'm like, okay, maybe the sinker could get hit a little less hard at times. But other than that, I see a guy who's consistently improving all of his offerings. Um, The spin rate on all of his pitches got better. Um, I'm just fully bought in. And I don't even think that we have experienced peak Woodruff yet. I think we're going to see his peak this year, next year, maybe, maybe even three years from now, because he's still relatively new to being a major league starter at this point. So um, the more I dug into his profile, I just, I just wrote a piece for him uh, about him on Fantrax HQ. I really just couldn't find anything that I didn't like there.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I like him a lot too. Um, I think he certainly can make the jump to top 10. I'm a little reluctant still yet. But like you said, it's just a matter of me seeing him do it at this point because when I look at him, everything seems perfect. I mean, he's got the four seam that can create whiffs, and he's throwing it at 97 now. He was actually up in velocity compared to last year. Uh, Like you said, the sinker creates the weak contact, and I'm glad that that's not his main pitch because I'm not a big fan of – you know, pitchers who rely on sinkers so much. And then my big gripe with him coming into this year was that he needed a third pitch. He needed a breaking ball. And it seems to be like that changeup is what he needed. Um, it's got a really good, like, mile-per-hour difference between, you know, uh, 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 with his fastball. It's like 10 miles an hour, which is good. And um, it was producing whiffs. I'd like to see him probably throw it more so outside the zone because i think that's one of his main issues is he needs to get hitters to chase a little more and i think that could do you know wonders for him so i think if he takes a step forward with that change of which i expect especially because he's young and now he can work on it more i could totally see him becoming a top 10 pitcher
0: yeah Guys, like your takes on the top 10. Remember for fantasy players that are listening to this right now, we are doing this in October and you know, the (laughs) world series is still playing in the background right now. Michael decided let's decide to do the podcast. Right during the world, I really series. didn't
1: I, even think about that. I how I didn't,
0: but I realized that. And then I was
1: actually kind of happy. I was like, eh, I could put it on the background while I podcast.
0: Yeah, it's not like we wa- like watching baseball at all. You know, let's just talk about the twenty catch morning. the end of it though. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I, re- I do appreciate Jake. You can see that we kind of like to have a little bit of fun here on the SP Streamer Podcast, and I'd like to pivot to our last segment and this is called tacos or walk-offs now we've never really done a tacos or walk-off sort of segment here before because we've never really had much to talk about either one of those subjects but jake if you had to nail it down you you know you had to say to yourself what was more important were you more excited about the mookie Betts steal, given the
2: country a free doritos loco taco or brett phillips walk-off hit Oh, man. As as much as I like a good taco, um, I think (laughs) the Brett Phillips hit got me. Um, That guy is just a riot. Uh, Watching him run around like an airplane and then completely forget everything that happened in all of the interviews was just uh, pretty priceless. Uh, So I got to go with... uh, with, with Phillips and also my, my taco memories, I think are always going to be Jacoby Ellsbury uh, taco <laughs> memories Jacoby Kobe Bellsbury. Um, so, you know, he, he can't replace that in my heart. All right, you Michael, don't wanna,
1: you don't want to say that too loud to Yankee fans. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I was telling Doug, actually mentioned to the, this to me earlier and I said, I'm going to go with the tacos just because it actually directly affects my life and gets me a free, <laughs> a free taco snack. So I mean, I feel like I got to go with that.
0: That, that <laughs> is exciting news right there. folks. I, I actually, when I was watching the game, I, I screamed both times audibly very loud, you know, getting a text message from the wife. The first one was what happened Shut up. <laughs> coming to me on a Wednesday here. And then, you know, the Brett Phillips walk off, I screamed. It was the sa- about the same. So I got to, you know, I can't really break the tie here, but a, a really fun takes from both of you guys. And, uh, Thanks for being here, Jake. I really do appreciate it. Um, Michael, we got to ask Jake the one question we ask everybody.
2: What do we have to ask him?
1: What is your best personal sports achievement?
2: Ooh, my best personal (laughs) sports achievement. Um, I in high school ran a half mile in a minute and fifty six seconds.
0: Why? Mm (laughs) What?
2: Yeah. I, I used to be very fast. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just did it. My mom That's told me one day to go to track practice because I needed to get in shape for hockey. And it turned out I was better at track than hockey. So did you what's your fastest mile? Um,
0: 430. Oh, pretty yeah, he that's doesn't. No wonder he didn't choose tacos. He doesn't eat that. That slows. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, now I did. Wow. That was many moons ago. Wow, <laughs> oh, no. that's crazy. So, did you do track after that or not? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did track through high school and then a little bit in college um, before I t- decided to focus on tacos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, that's crazy. that yeah, is be- fast.
2: Jake, before we get
0: out of here today, would you like to share any final thoughts, plugs, tacos, recipes,
2: or mansions of what you'll be up to in the future? Sure, yeah. Um, So, you know, if you're a Red Sox fan, definitely check us out on uh, Over the Monster. Um, We've got a bunch of podcasts there, Red Seat Podcast. And then um, if you're a fantasy baseball fan, um, check me out with uh, Eric and um, Jesse Roach over at the 5 Tool podcast that Fantrax tracks HQ in um, next year I'm going to be planning on sticking with a bunch of pitcher rankings so I'm going to be doing redraft rankings dynasty rankings um, and I hope to get some more time to do some deep dive pieces kind of like the one that I did on Brandon Woodruff because I actually find those super interesting so
1: yeah they're a good yeah. way to like find you know some like good sleepers and stuff like that you did that you kind of uh, did do you do rankings all year this year Jake I remember you seen seeing you do some of them.
2: Yeah. um, I kind of took them over. I think I took over the rankings at Fantrax HQ in week two, Um, but I've been doing rankings over at the Dynasty Guru for like six, seven years now. So you you may have seen me there as well. Um, But yeah, Fantrax HQ, I started just this season. Jake, I have to ask too, because the great Air Cross over at
0: Fantrax, he also told us through, you know, via the Twitter, to bring up kyle tucker so if you want to talk about <laughs> kyle tucker for a couple of minutes here I, by all means let us in on the joke and then let us know what you think about kyle
2: yeah so um my my colleagues are are very avid kyle tucker fans and uh <laughs> they think he's worthy of his adp and oh, uh no i i think tucker still needs to learn how to hit breaking pitches and uh i can't wait to see him flail against you darvish and some of these guys (laughs) we talked about next year and uh, I'll have a smile on my face. while I feel the wind from his bat. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Well, again, Jake, we, we really appreciate you coming on. We, we hope that you, uh, you can come back on maybe during the 2021 season, you can break down Michael's rankings and you guys can go at it again. Um, We, uh, we had a great, great time talking some recipes and some tacos with you tonight.
2: Yeah, this was a blast, guys. Thanks so much for having me, and uh, I really appreciate it. Michael, great to talk to you again, my friend. Let's,
0: let's, can we go watch the game now, or should we? Wanna <laughs> sit and I talk? mean, I, I guess you could watch the
1: game. I'm hoping for a game seven. I'll tell you that.
0: You, you know, we all are, except for Dodgers fans, but they don't count. But, but no, seriously, Michael, before we go, though, Michael is way too nice to plug his own work. I'm definitely not, as he did call it an Among Us emergency meeting the other day, and I thought he was going to call me out as the imposter, but it turns out he wanted to just start dropping his top 100 starting pitcher rankings. You know what? You can buy the 2021 draft kit, which will get updated with analysis on every pitcher. Pre-sale begins in January. You know, that seems early. We're doing this in October. Who cares? We love baseball. Here's hoping that we get a game seven, but keep that on your radar as that's all there is for today's episode of the SP Streamer Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast on a platform that allows you to share and review us, we would truly appreciate it. We have stickers still, and we have those 65 <laughs> reviews. And if you, know, you are moved to write a review for a sticker, please let us know. We'll send that off to you right away. But uh, we would truly appreciate that. For Jake Devereaux and Michael Simeone, I'm Doug Eshikawa. Take care, stay safe, and we will see you soon.